0: <laughs> my brothers and sisters one of my very dear friends he told me why to speak about the importance of saving you know he said for your children and retirement and so on and so on. So I thought it's a good idea. Let me speak about the importance of saving. <coughs> now, before I go there, let me just make a clear statement to say that it is not haram to save. So you can save. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's no prohibition on saving. But what we understand by saving. So let me see what I can come up with. When I think about saving, we say, now we save for what? So We save for retirement. So usually we have a retirement funds, right? You create a retirement fund, say, so when I retire, this will happen. Or you save, I save for my children. You know? Or maybe, maybe for their marriages, maybe for them to have something and so on and so forth. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tell us about saving? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says yes, save definitely and how by saving with Allah huh? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says save save for a day I know this is not the exact translation of the ayah, Allah is saying, spend from what we have given you. But I am taking another angle to that because what you spend in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saved. It is not spent and this dalil is not, it is not my, my uh, translation or my tafsir. This is what Rasulullah sallallahu taught us. Because we know from the hadith of Aisha siddiqah our mother, somebody sent a sheep and she had it slaughtered, and she distributed all the meat. Except for one shoulder, which Rasulullah used to like the shoulder meat. And when he came home, she said to him, Ya Rasulullah, this sheep came and I had it slaughtered, and I everything is gone, I have distributed everything, only thing remaining is one shoulder. And he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ya Aisha, everything remains except that shoulder. Yeah? So this when I'm saying saving, it's not Maith of this is my understanding from the hadith of Rasulullah. Now, point is, what is Allah saying? Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is saying, save for that day by spending what I have given you. Save for that day when there will be la fihi A day when, when which there will be no trade, no bargaining, no dealing. There will be no friendship. And there will be no intercession. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will give to whoever he wants. Now... Therefore, what do we understand by saving? Let us see what our Salaf of understood by saving. There's a beautiful story of Asim bin Omar ibn al-Khattab, the younger brother of Abdullah ibn Omar. Asim bin Omar ibn al-Khattab was making tawaf. And at that time, Al-Walid bin Abdul Malik, who was the Khalifa of the Banu Maya. He also came for a barah. So he was also making tawaf. He saw him. He saw Sayyidina Asim. So he came and he started making taf next to him. And he said salam. He said salam. Then he said uh, can I do something for you. So Asim went bin uh, Omar ibn al-Khattab, he sort of looked at him, he frowned, he said, what is this man? I am doing tawaf, I am in my ibadah, who is he? He knows who he is, but you know, he he sort of, with his face, by his expression, Al-Walid realized that he is irritating him. So he kept quiet. When they finished and when they went outside the haram, he saw Sayyidina Asim, he had his clothes and so on were old and you know some clothes, something was uh, maybe it didn't look so good so he said to him he said yeah sayyidi we know you we respect you we know your father radhiyallahu so anything you need anything you need please tell me don't hesitate as if looked at him and said what can you give me he said, what can you give me? He said, Akhirah is not in your hands. He said, no, what is this dunya. Asim R.A. said, this dunya, he said, I do not even ask for this dunya from the one who owns it. He said, this dunya, he said, I don't even ask for this dunya from the one who owns it. You want me to ask you? Second example. Um, Omar bin Abdul Aziz. Abdul Anu. Ali. He is, he was a Khalifa only for two years. He is a Khalifa between Abdul Malik bin Marwan and Al-Walid bin Abdul Malik. Just for two years. His wife was the daughter of Abdul Malik bin Marwan. He himself was a nephew. So he was a cousin of Al-Walid. So he was a prince in his own right. His wife was a princess. And when he got Khilafah, when Abdul Malik bin Marwan was advised to choose him instead of his own son, he chose him when he became a Khalifa. He said to his wife, we have got two choices. Either we can enjoy and live in the style that your father used to live in or we can try to please Allah. What do you say? She said, we please Allah. She said, Alhamdulillah. She was a very pious woman. So he said, the first thing we will do is that all this jewelry and stuff which you have, which your father gave you, all of which is from the taxing taxation of people, from the poor people. He said, give all of that to the Baith So one stroke, complete personal wealth given, both, both the people, total personal wealth given away in charity. Two years he was dying. When he was on his deathbed, Al-Walid came and he said to him, he said, my brother, my cousin, you have reduced your family to poverty. They have nothing. At least permit me, allow me, to give one hundred thousand dinar to each one of your children. Gold dinar. He said to him, Go away. Then go away. He said, My children don't need anything from you. My children? Don't need anything from you. He said I have taught them to take from Allah. They know how to take from their Rab. and if they ask their rub will give them. We don't need you. Go. Hmm? Third example. as Siddiq Again, Khalifa, for two years, when he's dying, he called his daughter, Sayyidah Ayesha Siddiqah, and gave her a piece of paper. He said, this paper is a title to some land which I have. That's all I have. He said, take this and give it to Umar ibn al-Khattab, after I die, take this and give it to Umar ibn al-Khattab, tell him, this land, sell it, and take the money in Batulman, inshallah, it will be enough for the salary I took for two years. Huh? Savings. And final, the best of the best, beyond which I have nothing to show. He is losing consciousness. He's gaining consciousness. Yeah, Aisha. What do you have in the house? She said, ya Rasulallah. She brought some coins. Some dinar. or dirham. He said, only these. Yeah, Aisha. Give it away. Give it away. Huh? Give it away. Imagine Aisha Siddhar Dilhana. He is dying in her, literally in her lap, in her in her, in her, her arms. Who is dying? Not just her husband. This is not any husband. This is the Habib of Allah. Give it away. Then he loses consciousness. He gains consciousness. Ya Aisha. What happened to Darmani? Ya Rasulullah, I will give it away, Ya Rasulullah. I'll give it again. He comes back. Yeah, Aisha. What happened to the money? Yeah, so I'll give it. Now imagine her state. In that state, who is she going to find Where will she give? He says, "Give me the money. Bring it here." She brings the money. He takes it in his hand. He says, "Yeah, Aisha. Do you want your husband to meet Allah in this state?" Eh? He's holding the money. Do you want? Your husband to meet Allah In this state Why? That money was He didn't have children He had one daughter He had wives What was the saving? I'm not against you saving Please Do save, make plans, what not But remember The examples we have and the kitab of Allah is talking about savings in a different way. <laughs> He's not talking about setting up retirement funds and buying property here and property there and so on. You and I know money depreciates over time. Depreciation and inflation. Today's dollar is worth, I don't even know, maybe 15 cents of 1960 dollars or something like that. Money depreciates. The question to ask yourself is, do I want to take this money and trust it to a bank and to material resources and to people? Or do I want, do I want to take this money and trust it with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And leave it and say, Ya Allah, my children are you are makhluk. My job is to give them tarbiyah I will teach them to be good Muslims. I will teach them to be competent. I will teach them to earn. I will teach them to make a path for themselves in this world. I will give them all that competence. But just keeping money... Give them Ask me How many families have been destroyed Brother suing brother Brother suing sister Children suing parents Why? Because there was property Because there was a house Because there was land Families torn apart And find me one family Where they invested in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And that family got torn Find me one like that not in the history of mankind, but any number of families who are torn apart because the father left property and left money and so on and so forth. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to really understand the meaning of saving. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to understand what will remain and what will be finished. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, what is with you will be destroyed. Whatever is with you will be finished. And what is with Allah will remain. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to understand this. And to save for a day when we will really need that saving. And to teach our children to give them confidence, to give them courage, to give them competence, to enable them to, be, to make a life for themselves. And stand on their own feet not, not eat from what your father has left behind And instead of that Spend that in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And wallahi Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Will look after them Long after you are gone Suratul so, The two orphan children Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent The Nabi of the time The Rasul of the time Sahibul kitab Musa alayhi And he sent Qidr alayhi To take care of That what was for the for the children? Why? Because Abu Huma Because the father was righteous. We ask Allah to enable us to get our priorities right. And to please Allah and to learn the meaning of saving, true saving with Allah.